There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. So, yeah, my oldest just applied for university, and I got to see his admissions essay after he had written it, and he put down that he was a global nomad. <laughs> and we're all going somewhere. Or we're not. Today I was coming in from doing a little bit of yard work outside my house here in Rio. You know, the grass is the, much better outside my house than inside the gate. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like- pulling some weeds. I came inside and it hit me. These cars, two cars have been sitting there during lockdown, hardly driven at all. They have so much power. But they're not very impressive if they do nothing. We have so much potential in life, but we really don't do what we're designed to do if we don't unleash the powers within us to actually accomplish what we were designed to, to fulfill in life. Isn't that powerful? Powerful, indeed. How you day, how you day. That was the voice of Andrew Jernigan. And this was a very, very, very wide-ranging conversation. You know, Andrew is the CEO of Insured Nomads. Full disclosure, I'm a board member on, on Insured Nomads. And we engaged on a lot of conversations. How the world is the way it is today. Why it is the way it is today. Ways we can move forward. And we touched on different ways to apply insurance to yourself, especially if you're someone that seeks to build a career on a global sense. Now, I know that's a little difficult right now with COVID, but I think it's going to be interesting to see what options you have, but also to hear from the perspective of how to expand your worldview. This was recorded way back in the day. Uh, (laughs) It's weird to say back in the day. Well, it was recorded around... March, I think. And obviously the world has changed since then, but everything he said was still relevant. And I hope that it expands your mindset. I, I've been infrequent with some of my publications. That's because, you know, work has been uh, taking a lot of my, my time, but don't ever think that I've forgotten you. I just wanted to make sure that I was also giving myself some time and balance because, you know, in, uh, in, in a time where Everything is unpredictable sometimes. I think self-care is the most important thing. So thank you all for your patience and enjoy the episode. 
Welcome everybody to another episode of As Told by Nomads, and today we have the CEO of Insured Nomads, Andrew Jernigan. Now, we're going to be talking a lot about cross-cultural issues, COVID, as well as the best way to talk about insurance today and understand it from the perspective that a lot of companies, particularly here in America, don't. Welcome to the show. Uh, it's a pleasure to be here with you. Wow, we met years back. It seems like a lot longer ago than it actually was. We were both on stage together. Yes, uh, we were. <laughs> yeah. So I'm coming to you from Rio de Janeiro, Brazil, where we are on lockdown. And it's, it's good to be on As Told by Nomads. Wow. I know. I, I, I can remember back uh, <laughs> when we were both on stage and I was thinking, what am I going to say on stage? And it, it, even though it, it's not that far back in context, it's, uh, it's still amazing to see how our lives have changed since then. I don't think you were you living in Brazil at the time. I don't think you were living in Brazil. In California at the time. You were living in California. Yes. Yeah. And you impacted me so much. Me? Yeah. How me? Wait. What did What did I do? This is before 500 plus episodes. This is before so much, but after so much also. You had already, you know conquered so much of the world, uh, but you already had the mantra at, that has influenced untold many with wow. use your difference to make a difference. And I walked away from that event, that conference where we both received an award, you know, and we're privileged to, to, to shadow so many giants in the, in our field at that time. And I walked away with that imprint of use your difference to make a difference. Wow. I mean, well, first of all, I'm very humbled. I remember I had just come up with that mantra and I was still struggling to figure out what I was gonna use my identity or gifts, I guess, for because it didn't quite fit into anything. And uh, no, so it's very humbling to hear that because I, I don't think I reflect enough on, <laughs> on how it got started. So thank you for that. But You've also done a lot yourself. So, 20 I, years ago, I set out as a digital nomad. Before it was called that, yes, it was yes. more of a slow mad, an expat, a don't go mad. You know, it's, it's, a, it's that thing of, okay, I went to England, went to Scotland, went to the Netherlands, landed in Brazil by July of 2000, and came back, sold all my stuff, moved to Brazil. And 19 years later, I'm, I've been married to a Brazilian. So I have Latino kids. Wow. So, so tell me, why did you want to just be a nomad 20 years ago? What was it that got you there to the point where you wanted to be exploring the world like that? So yeah, my oldest just applied for university and I got to see his admissions essay after he had written it. And he put down that he was a global nomad. <laughs> and we're all going somewhere. Or we're not. Today I was coming in from doing a little bit of yard work. Outside my house here in Rio. You know, the grass is the, much better outside my house than inside. 
the gate. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Pulling some weeds. I came inside and it hit me. These cars, two cars have been sitting there during lockdown, hardly driven at all. They have so much power. But they're not very impressive if they do nothing. We have so much potential in life, but we really don't do what we're designed to do if we don't unleash the powers within us to actually accomplish what we were designed to, to fulfill in life. Isn't that powerful? It hit me today as I came in and looked at my car. I thought, wow, I haven't written on it, but my mind went in so many directions of how that we are created to accomplish so much more than just sit in a garage, than sit in a house and copy other people's lives. Isn't that powerful? That is so powerful. I mean, I guess upon reflecting, hindsight is 20-20. That sounds like that's what you were doing 20 years ago. You probably recognized that there was something that was out there that connected to whatever it is that you felt like your passion would be. I don't think you, you thought you would do insured nomads then, but you knew that you had to explore to figure out aspects of yourself to, to get there. But, you know, it's still not something a lot of people do. Why do you think you made the move, though? A huge impact in me actually reaching the where I've reached today is my wife mm-hmm. having the partner that when I married her when I met her she said she became a pediatrician after watching a world vision sponsorship ad and said forget being a radiologist or a you know some doctor that can earn a lot I want to become a pediatrician to go to a developing country. Of course, she was in Brazil, finishing med school, choosing her residency, actually, in Brazil. And said she wanted to go to a developing country. And and we ended up moving to Ghana and Mm -hmm. living there almost four years and built, you know, in collaboration with locals, we were able to, to do a lot together. And that has that force of having people in my life that really are shooting beyond their possibilities has been a real motivating factor to me. That you know, even when we moved to Ghana, it was a thing of okay, Aetna International was our coverage, and we had to pay eight hundred and seventy-six bucks a month for the four of us. But it still only provided me with $25,000 in life insurance. Oh, gosh. And I couldn't get more anywhere because of where they said we were moving. And we were in a safe country, a very safe country. So that was, that's a motivating factor of saying, okay, one, it's not right that people, that was over 15 years ago, we were paying 876 bucks a month for five years. They walked away with 60,000 bucks with no claims. I never get term life insurance to cover us in Ghana. As an American, it's tough to get. Actually, as as a global citizen, it's tough to get term cheap term life insurance. Yeah. 
so that was one of the things. It's like we're starting a company that is going to have better service, stronger policies, making it easy, and you know, doing what's missing out there. Yeah. Yeah. And that is so. That's so insane. And and I love the tagline on your website. You, for those listening, he's the founder and CEO of Insured Nomads. And you say we provide protection and peace of mind for the globally mobile. And that's something that people don't think about when you're you're thinking about tr- travel. I, I certainly haven't even thought about it, but I'm sure my parents, my dad especially, was probably thinking about it. And as a kid, I guess that's one of the things. As a diplomatic kid, you're like, ah, oh, I don't. <laughs> it's not it's not top of mind. But you're so right. No claims. You end up spending paying more than you are actually protected for, and then. You just, that becomes the, the impetus for you to start this. Or do you come across resistance when you're doing this? Because you're basically eating the lunch of a lot of health insurance companies out there. Well, um, it's tough when, when the big ones are bringing in close to $10 billion a year just on yeah. international policies. A company that is, you know, in its second year is, is not – not a threat at all, mm. but it is a threat for some of the newer companies that really have, you know, didn't cover COVID on their travel policies, their short-term policies, their reviews on on trust pilots on Google, etc., are, are horrible right now. And so it's this has been a wild time yeah. to come up with solutions that will cover COVID, will cover. Even if there's a travel warning, if there's a pandemic, et cetera, and it's it's been fun, really, because you you want to solve problems. We don't need just another company out there. We need somebody that's we need solutions that are different than the others. Mm. Well, okay, well, so that you brought up the, you brought up COVID, right? So there's no doubt. I mean, you, your wife is in the medical field. You work with a lot of people in the medical field. I'm sure you're busy <laughs> but but i'm i'm thinking about this though i don't I, the people that didn't have insurance for pandemics and the people that didn't have insurance period how are you handling that you know uh, what, what what has been the way for you to navigate this are you is it um are you raising your cost are you lowering your cost are you the alternative for others well you know, I'm just curious about the whole landscape because I've looked at healthcare from multiple countries and I've seen, you know, how Canada does it and how the United States does it and how some other countries do it. And it's not uniform. So I don't know how it would be on a travel global perspective with everybody yeah. having competing needs and desires. It's, it's really presented an opportunity to stand out because mm-hmm. our policies are international. But you can get it to cover you if you end up coming back to your home country and it'll cover you back home, covering COVID, as long as you anticipate spending most of the next year overseas. Uh. You know, whether you're, we've had clients, you know, from Israel that happen to be in Thailand, those from Germany that are in the Philippines saying, okay, I had travel insurance, but... You know, travel insurance, so many times, people are buying it for when they're in an international lifestyle, and travel insurance is for a trip. Yeah. 
not for a global lifestyle. So it's because it can't be renewed. You can just buy another policy each time. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, this is something we've been, you know, my family's had to deal with since January when word got out out of China and expats started contacting us saying, uh oh, companies started contacting us saying, we have to have a plan. Do we evac people? Do we send them home? And now, oh no, we sent them home and they can't get home coverage because they're not really residents in their home countries and they're going to be returning as soon as they can. And this is wild because projections are off the charts and don't, aren't consistent. Yeah. We can have with us for another 14 months at a bad scale. Sure, Iceland is opening up. Georgia says they're going to accept folks in as of July 1st. But it's really unknown because they could start accepting people in and have an outbreak. And that, and that's why you know <clears throat> a company like yours comes in handy because it's not even just you do health insurance, travel insurance, disability insurance, life insurance, group insurance, tailored insurance. Like you cover a lot of things, but as is specific to health insurance, all the people that are mobile, internationally mobile, global, or any of that, the global workforce, they are scrambling, and companies aren't, you know, they didn't prepare for this, <laughs> so. You're, you're an option and a viable option because people can go on your website and they can click the get a quote. I looked at your website earlier. I believe there's a get a quote and then based on their age and, and a bunch of other factors, they can put in their information and uh, you can work with them at a, I guess, reasonable price. <laughs> yes, it's, it's really exciting. A family contacted us this week that have been working in China for about four years at an orphanage. and. Yeah. Really, we're saving them about 60% over what they're currently 60%? Andrew? Yeah. What do you mean by 60%? This sounds like robbery. I'm sorry. Yeah. I didn't mean to get so – how do you get 60% off an insurance company? Because what? with the big five, you know, like Bupa, Aetna, Sigma, Global, et cetera, that family is going to have to pay 22000 bucks a year oh for God. international health insurance, which uh. – they have profit margins that they have to hit for stockholders. They've got their thousands of employees. And we're a remote company to where we were originally, before any of this, we're remote. Tell me, what do you think is happening as you talk to people around the world? Do you think that, that the remote workforce is going to continue as, as it's being predicted? I, I mean, I, I think there's, there's no choice. I think, I think so. I mean, I, I think there's a clear distinction between COVID-related remote working versus remote working before COVID. But I, I, don't, I don't know how many people will feel uni uniformly confident to come back in the workplace. There'll be people who would want to come in in a phased-out period, There'll be people who will be excited to come back and there'll be people who are excited that, oh, now I can work from home. And I, I just don't know how you monitor that in terms of that. So I think a lot of companies are actually going to eliminate employees and keep them as contractors instead of employees 
because they realize they don't have to provide the office space, the chair. They don't have to provide the benefit package. They can just keep the talent and reduce cost. Yep. Pay them almost the same thing, but really say, you know, we'll reimburse you for, for transport occasionally. We'll reimburse you for insurance. We'll reimburse you for a laptop. Go buy it, and we'll reimburse you up to a certain amount. New normal. But, yeah. but Okay. Yeah, keep going. So I know you had a train of thought there. So you, you, you're tackling a bunch of things here. You're talking about remote work, health insurance. And I mean, just the, the new normal and family and travel. So, yeah, please carry on. Yeah, because it's as we face the different environment right now, we're going to have to to find ways to generate revenue that we never thought were possible within ourselves. Mm. We're going to have to find the well-being from new sources because we don't have the the camaraderie that we're used to at work of going out to lunch with those same people every day because we may not be going to that office mm. so it's it's a new source of camaraderie that we have to find and the well-being aspects are 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 different um <laughs> Education is going to be different more than ever before. Sure, school, university just announced it's closing down after 170 years this week. Schools were closing anyway. Yeah. Over the last five years, more and more universities have been closing, going online or just shutting their doors anyway. But professional development is going to take off as people realize they've got to do things differently. Yeah. It, it, as I sit here and I'm, I'm listening to your story, it's like you were preparing for a pandemic for 20 years. <laughs> and not, I'm not even, even trying to be funny with that because you, you have been able to work in flexible situations. You've gotten to see the world to build your empathy and compassion muscles. You've gotten exposed to varying degrees of privileges based on countries you've been into and access based on countries you've been into. And so a situation where something might be taken away from you temporarily or this doesn't growl you up as much as it might some people who've never had that happen to them. And, and so from your vantage point, I'm curious to see if you could talk to people right now listening to the podcast who are experiencing some sort of problems dealing with the uncertainty of the future, because that's a whole different ballgame and mindset to train yourself for. It really is. You know, there's, I think in one of my transitions, I picked up a book in the bookstore in, in the mall in Johannesburg, South Africa, that really impacted me. That I think has been one of the preparations for all of this. It's a book called Soul Keeping. And I decided, okay, I've got to, I've got to summarize this book. This book has impacted me so much. So, much. so I, I summarize it in one phrase, that hurry is my enemy. I'm one of those where I've got to tell my kids, remind me, hurry is my enemy. You know, we're, we're, we don't have to rush to get there on time. It's okay if we're late. Stop for the one in front of you. Listen to them, etc. 
But being able to reinvent yourself, however many times that takes, that we're not in a race comparing ourselves to others. It does make sense. It does make sense. Because as I've been looking around at world leaders and seeing how they're approaching this, it's the one with empathy, the ones who are vulnerable, authentic, honest, (laughs) and and capable of of just listening to the needs of the people that seem to be succeeding, right? And, And I also think what's happening now is if you haven't done a lot of work on yourself, especially with self-awareness, you are going to see your true character. I don't know what that could be, but it's going to come out in, in some shape or form. And, and some people have been forced to confront that, uh, but without having an outlet to, to put that, you tend to just project, uh, you know, I'm talking like a psychologist here, but-, <laughs> but No, but, I get it, I get it. But, um, oh, it was seven years ago. I was- Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Back and forth from Mozambique to California and had a heart attack and bypass surgery, open heart surgery. Oh my gosh. And it was really that thing where it brought me to a place to kind of have a, a wake up to say, okay, I was 40 years old to say, okay, I'm 40 and I'm going to live differently. And I kind of felt like I was old. <laughs> and then the doctor a year later said, you're as good as a 28 year old. I thought, okay, I need to invest in friends because I was, I had this complex that prior to this, that I didn't have the friends around me. And then this happened and they were in the hospital all the time. They were bringing food. They were coming to the house. I was totally surrounded and I was blinded to it. Yes. And so I I realized from that point forward that, okay, I'm 40 and I'm going to do what I'm passionate about. And that's when I took a dive into international insurance. And I got contracted with every company that I could find around the world, really. Whether it was based in, in Joburg or it was based in Singapore, I got contracted with them. And then was hired by a travel assistance crisis response company after that and still kept representing the international companies and realized, okay, this is, these are the weaknesses. These are the strengths. These are the companies that provide great service, et cetera. 
and through that process realized, okay, if, if I can love what I do with this right now, and I just did a 180, a 360 really with my career, I can do a 360 again if needed and everything's going to be okay because I'm not living for others. Yeah. And again, if I'm 60 years old and I decide to do another 360 and get licensing credentials and all, it's totally fine to reinvent ourselves in the process of improvement and, and refinement. That's the thing right there. People have grown up thinking that it's not okay to reinvent yourself or to do what you're passionate about. They, they think it's like, ah, that's going to make me look bad. It's not, it's going to cut my career path here, even though I hate this place. And there's nothing like a near death experience <laughs> to wake you up <laughs> right. to realize just how life can go. Ah, yes. interested. Wow. Yes. No, it's a very wide ranging conversation. I, I, and I, I, I love the fact that you said it was your wife that got you thinking about things differently. Then you started to expose yourself to the world and you started to understand maybe this isn't the way that things are always have been. You were opening yourself to new ideas. Then you had the near-death experience and then you're like, whoa, oh, ow, why don't like, I just do this? <laughs> like I had to get some real inner healing. Because I never knew until that point how much my wife loved me. Ah. I never knew as much, you know, various things meant in my life or didn't mean to me. How little I valued myself even. Mm. Wow. Okay. (laughs) So how often do we invest in, you know, healing ourselves? so that we can achieve what we, what's really needed. How often do we invest in viewing ourselves? Are you dropping a lot of gems here? (laughs) Yeah. Healing ourselves. Yeah. It's, it is, that's a wild one because we can easily pull weeds in the garden. We can easily, you know, get another credential somewhere. Yeah, and sometimes we don't want to address the the things we know we should address about ourselves, and sometimes we we only accentuate the the insecurities that we have about ourselves, and we dismiss the good things that we have, and, and then it becomes this inverse relationships with ourselves. So the moment you're alone with yourself, you're like, yeah, I've already told myself all these things, <laughs> uh, and I don't like that person, huh? Okay. Right. Well, well, okay, you, you're. Obviously, you have no shortage of, of uh, work with this, but I'm just curious from your perspective. You're an American in Brazil. Both presidents are very interested with how they're handling this. <laughs> I, yeah. I, I think people can read between the lines, but I mean, I've, I'm very unapologetically, I know everybody knows I'm liberal, but in, 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 the, in the way that I think, at least. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, but... Um, I'm just curious from your perspective as you think about the future of the world, do you think the world will let learn its lesson or do you feel like it'll become more cynical? I don't know. What do you think? Sadly, <sighs> voter turnout is so low in the U.S. 
Yeah. So when you consider the type of person that gets elected, whether you're talking municipal, state, or federal levels, complacency and the feeling that their voice doesn't make a difference, I hope that the, the patterns will shift with the, um, the observations they've made during the season. I'll just put it that way. I mean, trust me, I understand what you're saying. I'm treading lightly on this, but it's one of those things. I hope after they've seen the stupidity, they'll get out and vote. But, you know, do we have better options? Is anybody willing to get up and use their difference to actually make a difference in our countries? Whether you're talking the UK or whether you're talking, um, you know, any country around the world, are they willing to actually stand up and say, no, we've got to do it differently? Whether you're talking, coming in and creating insurance policies different than anything offered by any other company, whether you're talking about building your widget, building your product and marketing it differently than anybody versus just doing it comfortably. Uh, sorry, I got so emphatic here. It's one no, of those. No, no, please. I, I, I like this. Look, I, I've, I've had people on podcasts who think differently for me and multiple times as well. But this is something that I, I, I'm, I just, I'm unapologetic about this. I, whether you are right or left, the only thing that I do hope is that people can now see who they've neglected. I just think a lot. Of, you're, in, you're dealing with insurance. A lot of the the inability for companies or healthcare to be covered for many people who need it, the people who are dying the most. I mean, I'm in New York, right? We're gravely affected by this. People dying the most are people in marginalized groups, and they've not been protected by health insurance because of the way the system is set up. I just I'm hope sorry. that that means you can change things <laughs> and you can say, hey, okay, we didn't do it right the, the, the other way we were doing it before. It was more geared towards profit. Let's see if we can come back and invest more money here. But that's right. my hope. Yeah. Yes, because you really see where someone's values are when you see how they spend their money. Yeah, that's very so, true. So look at that on a global scale. Whether you're talking about a South American country, an African country, Asian, European, you know, you pick Italy, you pick Brazil, you pick um, Malawi. Where are they spending their money? If they're spending their money on making sure that people have great health care and food to eat, then we see what they have, see what they value. Mm. If they're making sure their politicians have great cars and the best cell phones and really great houses for their politicians and salaries for life, even after they're out of office, etc. I'm I'm just picking on some countries like the U.S., the senators, the legislators, they have salary for life. After they have left office, they still get salary. They, and, and the benefits are absurd. So we see what we value. We don't value people's health. And we see that in our own lives. Do we value the clothes we wear? Or do we value leaving a legacy to our to others by making sure that we have health insurance, we have life insurance, we have investments. Yeah. No, rather make sure we have a great car, 
We have a beautiful sofa in our living room. We have the clothes to wear, etc. But leaving a legacy isn't one of our values many times. So then I have a question. I'm going to play devil's advocate here because I agree with what you're saying. I certainly, yeah. I 100% agree. You t- we hear arguments, and I'm sure you hear this, that it's socialist, you know, to spend more money on social services. And it's it's taken out of my hard work or hard-earned money, and, and I work for this. And this is, you know, America, the American dream. What do we do? What do you say to that? Do you think there's a balanced approach? Or I'm just curious. Uh, you know, I think it really, it's, I, I'm, this is fresh. So <laughs> all, but, you know, it's one of those things, if I could just, you know, hug you, hug the folks that are listening and say, you know, I'm only speaking from my heart to say, let's make things better. Yeah. yeah. I really would answer that question saying, that what we're spending our money on, our tax funds on, should be our schools, should be our teachers, should be making sure that that people can get online certifications, university degrees for those who need specialized, whether it's legal or medical or engineering degrees, that People can get health care if they need it without walking away with a GoFundMe or a debt that takes them into bankruptcy. No matter what country you're in, that if you're in Italy, that you're able to go to a hospital and they have respirators. So that means our companies in our communities should be putting their values in investing in the communities. not just in profit, uh, in stakeholder profits. That means everyone has to have the mindset of generosity because we all are going to reflect our values by how we give to others. Well said. I, this, I, I feel like if I could snap now, it's not, but th- that, that is the, that's, I mean, that's how I agree. I'm not even just saying well said because of uh, you know, because you said I, that's something I've always thought because I feel like it's just, <laughs> it's not We're taking notes. I'm hearing this for the first time. And I'm like, ah, I need to I'm apply just, take, notes. I'm, take notes. Oh, I need to apply what I'm saying. <laughs> no, I, I'm glad that this is recorded too. Cause you're going to be able to hear yourself because you really are dropping a lot of gems. And, and the beautiful thing is that these are, you're authentic. There are moments of genius just coming out of you like, whoa, it's, it's been in my head the whole time. So, and I think many of the things you said could be easily blog, blog related posts. But I, I, I think I certainly hope that in a time like now we have empathy. And one of the reasons that I, I, I love having you on for this particular episode is because you're someone that you know what, how important healthcare is to someone. There are many people that don't go to hospitals for their entire, for as much as they can, I guess, until they have to, because of the fear of debt and, and just what that could do to them. And, you know, in you as much as anyone, you had a near-death experience. You know what that yearly physical means. You know, you know what it's, you know, what, you know what, how it's important for you to get that, you know, I don't know, medication or whatever it is you need from your doctor. And if, if you grow up in a society that, that, that says, hey, don't do the system is not set up for you 
try just run don't do anything if you can't if you can't do it find someone else to do it um that could create uh, a negative cycle but we'll see so people want to reach out to you in terms of your your insurance nomads where, where are they going to go in terms of finding what you offer yeah, there'll, there'll be some links in the on this page, I'm sure, but it's insurednomads.com. Insurednomads on Instagram, on Twitter, on Facebook, you name it. Insurednomads.com and or just insurednomads. Insured. So, yeah. Yeah, and myself, Andrew Jernigan on Twitter, Facebook, etc. Just flat out my name. <laughs> and, and you'll find all you'll find me if you just put the first and last name together. It's me. I'll, I'll make sure I put all those all those in the show notes. Um, this has been fun, but I, and I still want to give you a few minutes to talk about some other things here because uh, I know your passion and how we met and the vision you have for the world, and I know that you you have children and you're living in, in, in Brazil right now and I'm sure you have some of the same trepidations people have as well as hopes. I I'm curious if you could offer some piece of advice for the next you know aspiring global nomad, global leader who is thinking about embarking in a career field that is globally mobile. What should that person work on first? Preparing for being free to live where you want to live, whether location independent or traveling when you want to travel within your own country or globally. I believe that it will take a lot more intentionality than you may realize. Having a plan and working that plan is crucial. And some of us that doesn't come natural. So it means you've got to pair with someone, either a business coach or a life coach or someone that's willing to take you on as a, as a client and be willing to invest in, in a coach in the process. Because when you're venturing to do the, the hard stuff and that's, that's your listener. Those who are wanting to do the hard stuff, mm -hmm. to step out of the status quo and, and actually conquer some of the world's problems, we're, we can't do it alone. And it's going to cost more than you realize. And you don't need to assume that you have to do it the same way that everyone else does it. Wow. So... Budget for at least 30% more than you think it's going to cost. Hmm. And cut as many expenses as you can. Be slow to make those extra expenses. You know, these days, before you know it, you've got one more $19.99 a month, one more $60 buck a month subscription to, to this and Zoom every month for $14.99 and this and that and et cetera. Versus, no, you can do it through Skype for practically free. You don't have to pay for Zoom. You know, or however the tool is. You know, $199 for press releases or go to Press Office Direct for 10 bucks a month. You know, finding the options that aren't going to cost you 
the fortune that, that you anticipate. And, you know, there's a book by Peter Levels called Make. It's a, it's, it's a bootstrapper's handbook. It's had some nuggets in it that have really affected me. And I think that is to, to go back to your question where, you know, as you prepare for this, this mobile lifestyle, be willing to, to, to evaluate whether what you're doing is really solving a problem or you're just happy about it. Because sometimes we get infatuated with what we are passionate about without realizing it really doesn't solve a problem and no one is really interested in what we're doing because it really isn't needed. We just like it so much. Yeah. Wow. Wow. You know, I asked the question, I didn't know what you're going to say. And then you ended up giving a commencement speech. That was amazing. And it was very powerful. What? Yeah. I, I, yeah. That idea of liking it just for liking it or actually solving a problem. It, vanity versus, you know, impact. Ah, oh, wow. I, <laughs> I was going to ask you how you use your difference to make a difference, but I think you might've just answered it without question. Cause I always end my interview with how people use the difference to make a difference. But I, I think you, yeah, I mean, I don't want to speak for you, but I think you use your difference to make a difference by committing to doing the hard work. Sounds like from what you're saying. Yeah, I, I kind of felt after listening to your episodes over and over and over, I knew you were going to ask that question. Uh, oh, yeah, but you know what? Let, let, me, let, me, let me do it this way. Andrew, I always end my interviews with reframing my, my mission statement as a question. So, Andrew, how do you use your difference to make a difference? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. It's, I don't care about insurance at all. I happen to lead an insurance company. I care about people and I've seen people burned. I've seen people cared for extremely well through insurance. I've seen families, you know, having to have their church, bring them home from, from some overseas place just because the church had compassionate, you know, and, and raise some funds or companies having to send a whole family home, but, you know, their employee actually died on a weekend safari trip. And the wife and the kids, they had no funds. So it's one of those things where insurance is a vehicle that I'm using to, to make a difference. But it's only through compassion, being willing to, to listen and make sure our team is serving with compassion and that our vendors, our third party administrators, our claim um, assistance provider, that they're five star rated companies, because if not, people don't feel cared for. Mm. We've got to care. So in my, in my scenarios, whether it was my wife, you know, as a medical doctor in, in different countries we've lived in living through, typhoid and, you know, having malaria more times we can count, wondering, okay, we see people die of it daily or weekly. Are we going to die this time? Or my, is my toddler going to die this time? No, we're fine. You know, everybody's, everybody survives. 
except for many who don't. <laughs> Sorry, that just didn't happen well. You know, just having compassion because you never know what people are, are living through. So, so being willing to slow down, listen, and all-out care no matter what. That's how I'm doing it. Wow, you said that better than I, than I assumed. <laughs> I, I was daring to assume for you, you care. That's what it is. You care. Wow. I got to thank you. I got to thank you, Andrew. Uh, this, I, I knew this episode was going to be wide-ranging because we, we have a, a lot of history, but this is just one even deeper than I even thought it was going to go. <laughs> so thank, thank you. you. Oh, yeah. no. Thank you. I'd like to, to invite folks to... Just if I could, we have a, um, a partnership manager that works with our affiliate program. Folks can monetize their websites if they're looking for ways to earn more funds with partnering with us. You know, okay. we partner with major brands, too, for collaborative marketing partnerships all around the world. We're, I mean, I'm a um, computer uh, high-tech company out of Australia is partnering with us this next week because they're reaching those that are traveling the world with these very lightweight monitors. And so really, if you're listening and you want to partner with us, reach out. We'd love to. Yeah. And get, if, you, if you send me links, I think it's, they can go to Insured Nomads. Whatever links you send me, I'll put that in the show notes yeah. so people can, can get there. But uh, hey, you heard Andrew. Reach out. Reach out. Reach out. Reach out. Thank you so much for coming on the show. This has uh, been a real pleasure. Thank you. The pleasure is mine. Ladies, gentlemen, and gender non-binary individuals, until next time, use your difference to make a difference. You've just been listening to the As Told by Nomads podcast. For more ways to reach out to Tayo and to use your difference to make a difference, head over to www.tayoroxon.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.